0: This is the Jocko Underground podcast number 70 sitting here with Echo Charlie. Echo Charles. Sure. EC. Sure. All the above. Oh, and the Jocko Wank. so so on the last underground we talked about choking. Not the jiu-jitsu choking, but the performance choking. And I mentioned something called the individual zones of optional optimal functioning, which is that level of attentiveness and pressure that actually makes you perform better. I talked about surfing and how surfing without a leash, I could feel that I'm more focused. I can feel it's a more enjoyable rush, mm-hmm. more enjoyable feeling, yeah. a more focused feeling. Because mm-hmm. if you mess up, your board's gone. It's probably gonna get smashed by the rocks. Mm-hmm. You have to swim far, at a minimum you gotta swim which is a gut check. So everything is more focused. So that that level of stress is good. So there's a closely related psychological theory or psychological law related to this. It's called the Yerkes-Dodson Law. Maybe it's the Yerkes, but the Yerkes-Dodson law, named after a couple psychologists, Robert Yerkes and John Dodson. And it, it, it says something very similar, basically, that you have an area of optimal stress that results in optimal performance, right? So, with too little stress, your performance will be subpar due to lack of attention, due to lack of interest, due to lack of focus. This is when, you know, when, it, when a parent's like, oh, yeah, my kid's really smart and he's getting an F in school or yeah. whatever? Yeah. And it's because they're bored. That's what this is, right? Not enough stress. So, not enough interest, not enough attention, not enough focus because there's not enough stress. The other end of the spectrum we got too much stress. And now we have a subpar performance because there's anxiety, there's overstimulation, there's chemicals getting released into the body. There's a bunch of things that are going on that if you get too much stress, you're going to have a subpar performance. And this this original experiment the way they conducted it, the original experiment was with mice, and the mice were uh, allowed to enter one of two boxes. There's two boxes. And the mice would enter into one of these boxes. One was black, one was white. If they went into the black box, there was no shock. If they went in the white box, they were getting electrocuted. Like, not electrocuted, but they were getting, a little, yeah, I guess, the sure. elect- they were getting a shock. And I'm sorry, everybody, this is a experiment from like 1900 or 1905 or 1906 so i apologize that the mice were harmed in this situation Mm. with a really weak shock in the white box it took them a long time to figure out the deal Mm. with a really strong shock it took them a long time to figure out the deal Mm. with a medium shock they figured out the deal quickest so like not enough stress and like i don't really care when this box didn't really phase me
1: mm.
0: with too much shock they walk in the back ah, what the hell just happened oh my god what's going on mm. too much mm. but when they gave them a shock that they did discomfort they didn't like but it didn't freak them out that's where they learned the quickest mm. that's where they for lack of a better word performed optimally now this is where this gets complicated a little bit it gets more complicated when the task gets more complicated because this is what they figured out eventually for humans you for if it's a simple task you can maintain good performance even with high stress if it's a complex task that's where things fall apart under stress i mean this is common sense right Mm. it's common sense and, you know, there's there's an old school version of self-defense from, like, World War II. And their whole theory was based on gross motor movements. Mm. Meaning I'm just going to, like, big, giant, sweeping punches and big, giant, sweeping stabs. Big, giant, gross motor movements. Mm. So I'm not going to try and grab, like, your fingers and manipulate because it's too... I prefer fighting to death in combat. Mm-hmm. I've got all this stress. I'm not going to be able to perform these micro movements, mm-hmm. these complex, detailed movements. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just get you with a big giant you know clothesline to the neck.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so that kind of reminds me of that that's actually a good theory that they have there. Um, now, all that being said, and again, a lot of this stuff is common sense, but it's worth thinking about. We can improve the performance under stress of a complex task if we practice, if we rehearse, if we repeat. So that's why, you know, shooting, shooting a pistol, shooting a rifle, you practice it. I mean, it's fairly complex. It's fairly complex if you're someone that's never shot before and you gotta line the front sight with the back sight, you gotta, you know, hold good. Position with your hands you got to do a good sit. There's a lot of stuff going on There's a lot of individual movements that are happening and yet once you get good at pistol It's not even a thought. It's something you do. It becomes very very simple So that's what that's what we want to That's what we want to do now, there's a lot just just FYI if anyone wants to freak out and and tell me that you know this this psychological theory has been disproven and the experiment and the scientific protocols and the methods of accuracy, there's a a lot of, there's some people that criticize it and they morphed this law over time, but this much we know, and this much is important, not all stress is bad, right? Not all stress is bad. Some stress is good. No stress at all is bad. It doesn't stimulate. And this is something to think about from a leadership position. If you're, if you're not putting any challenges in front of your team, they're not going to get in the game. And when you're a leader and you put too much stress on your team, they're going to be overwhelmed. So you've got to find that optimal level of stress. And then when you've got a team and you want them to get good at doing something under stress, you've got to rehearse it they got to practice it and that includes leadership again the primary goal of the training that i used to run for the seal teams was to actually overwhelm the leaders massive stress so that they could become accustomed to it so they could come up with little protocols on how to prioritize and execute so there you go don't think of stress as something you need to fight against. Think of it as something you need to work with to find the optimal level of stress with yourself, with your team, so that everyone can perform better. There you go.
1: <clears throat> they say that, uh, I don't know, it was something about the current state of children being spoiled or something like this, I don't know, mm-hmm. something like that. It was in an application of that. They were saying, um, When kids are spoiled, it's it's not I forget what it's not, but all essentially in its on its base level, it's a low uh, stress tolerance or sorry, a low distress tolerance. So like if you're used to getting what you want at every turn and then the moment you don't get what you want, that causes distress and they have low tolerance because they don't have any practice in being distressed Mm -hmm. throughout life. So they react irrationally. That's what it is. Yeah, low distress tolerance. That's why exercise is so good, man. Because that's some like you kind of learn the idea of discomfort and pain in exercise. Like if you go hard, or even playing sports and all this other stuff, I kind of you kind of as an adult, you kind of reflect on those things and be like, you realize the value of that.
0: Totally valuable. Distress tolerance. Yep. All right, let's go Q and A.
1: Q and A. First question, Jocko. If I if I have
0: that is a little excerpt of what we are doing on the Jocko Underground podcast. So if you want to continue to listen, go to jockounderground.com and subscribe. And we're doing this to mitigate our reliance on external platforms so we are not subject to their control. And we are doing this so that we can support the Jocko podcast, which will remain as is, free for all, as long as we can keep it that way. But we are doing this so we don't have to be under the control of sponsors. And we're doing it so we can give you more control, more interaction, more direct connections, better communications with us. And to do that, we're we're building a website right now where we'll be able to utilize to strengthen this legion of troopers that are in the game with us. So thank you. It's JockoUnderground.com. It costs 8 dollars and eighteen cents a month and if you can't afford to support us we can still support you just email assistance at jocko underground.com and we'll get you taken care of until then we will see you mobilized underground